the Lord for another opportunity to share in the deep counsels of his word. It is the Lord that has made today possible. Amen? And so we bless his name. Hallelujah! Through this year, we are looking at the broad theme, the just shall live by faith. There's something someone added this morning. The just shall live by his faith. In the kingdom of God, both his and she's are sons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The just shall live by his faith. By her faith. And on this matter, there is so much that could be said. But you know, on Sundays like this, we are limited with and by time. By the grace of God, the Lord has helped us. Many years ago, we did a book which title is Walking in Dominion, The Calling of God's Children. I brought some copies uh, of the uh, spoken with the vicar uh, walking in dominion I want to encourage you if you can get a copy read this book it will help you hallelujah hallelujah and so father we bless you for a time to share your word mighty God we know that it is not by might Lord it is by your spirit Lord, I hide myself behind the cross. It is not about me, Lord. It is about you. It is about your kingdom. It is about your people. Blessed Holy Spirit, help us with this this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And specifically, our topic talks about earnestly content for the faith earnestly content for the faith. I will also say earnestly contending because it is a present continuous thing. You do not contend for the faith. You just contended for it yesterday. And maybe today but it is something God expects us to do. Today. Tomorrow. So long as we are alive. Hallelujah. I want to raise some choruses. They are old time choruses. But if you don't mind, join me as we sing. Why did God lay this kind of topic in the heart of our leader? Endlessly content. Endlessly contending for the faith that was once delivered. To the saints that was once entrusted to the saints. Hallelujah. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jehovah, the man of war. His mercies endure forever and forever. Oh, praise is holy. You know, you see this one where we sing so. We go dash unto Reverend Chukudi. Hallelujah. I want us as we sing to think. Some people are still waiting for me to start the sermon. I don't start. Te, te, te. Hallelujah. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jehovah, the man of war, his mercy and forever and ever. Oh, 
Soldiers don't sing such songs sitting. Amen? See, I want you to adjust your mind a little this morning. We are talking about contending. We are talking about warfare. We are talking about fighting. We are talking about resisting the enemy. We are talking about taking the land. Soldiers don't sit, sing such songs sitting. We are able to go up and take the country. once delivered, once entrusted to the saints. It was Jude who was writing just to give us a little background to appreciate why Jude wrote the way he did. Jude was the third brother from the Lord Jesus. Their mother was Mary, the wife of Joseph the carpenter. This young man grew up in a context of battle, of rejection, of misunderstanding. Here was his eldest brother, Jesus, if you like, son of Joseph the carpenter. And around this family, 
all manner of gossips were prevailing. Ah, a Jude. Oh boy. <laughs> this is your elder brother said, Now who be Papa? I beg tell us the truth. And these were the kind of pressures, the kind of challenges. And so when the Lord Jesus was up and coming, Jude was one of the persons that rejected him. You say you are the Messiah. Every day, go go and meet them in Jerusalem where they are doing feasts. Leave us here. Have you not caused enough trouble for us? And so when they share things in the family like meats, or Jesus, or James. And these were the context these people grew up. And so this young man was used to the fact that life is not easy. Even your family rights, you need to fight. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. After the Lord Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to many persons. And one of the persons or group he appeared to was his family in Nazareth. It was at that time that James believed. Because they had rejected him. To the point that when he was being crucified, it was only Mary, his mother, that was around. The people in Nazareth would say, Good riddance of bad rubbish. Hallelujah. Praise God that at the point after the resurrection, Jesus appeared to this family in Nazareth. Jude believed. Jude. And take note as he introduced his book, he wasn't talking about Jesus, my elder brother. He was talking about Jesus. Hallelujah. That will tell you that something has changed. Something has happened. And Jude saw if you look at when we read the Bible reading, you see that there was a reason for which he asked believers to contend for the faith. There were many people that were already compromising the gospel. There were many people that were already bringing all manner of things into the gospel. And so Jude wrote to the church, he said, earnestly, not just contend, earnestly contend for the faith. This faith that was once delivered to the saints. I just want to move forward by talking a little about faith. See, contending for the faith. I'll talk about faith before I come to contend. Faith! There are two ways for you to understand it properly. Faith is the faith into which you come when you believe. That faith is called Christianity. That faith is called the gospel of the kingdom. Hallelujah. But for you to come into that faith, there is another faith starting with small f. The believing faith. The faith that puts confident trust in the word and promises of God. And go to the point of acting on it. So two kinds of faith. Faith with capital letter. Christianity as a faith. Into that, when you come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus, you have come into that faith. Hallelujah. And for you to remain in that faith, small f, you need to continue to believe. Amen. You can come into that faith and stop believing. There are many people in church today who are on the religious side of Jesus. They are born in the church, baptized in the church, confirmed in the church, made knight in the church, made Christian mother in the church, made Christian father in the church, members of the AYF, members of the men's or father's fellowship, Whichever one. You can do all that. 
without actually believing. Hallelujah. And one of the terrible things that could happen to any man is to be in church and not be in Christ. Then let me go to the next one. Contending for this faith, this faith that was once delivered to the saints. Deal with the saints. Let me deal with our common salvation. Jude's testimony and confession is that I am qualified to speak about this faith because I'm already in it. He talked about a common salvation. Hallelujah. It is important to note that you cannot contend for the faith if you don't belong in the faith. Prof, are you hearing me? You cannot contend for this faith unless you belong to it. There are many people in church who are not contending for this faith. And the question to ask is, I remember many years ago, I come from a generation, two generations back, of idol worshippers, of a family that worshipped Yam, Ji. You know what Yam means, Ji? And so my grandfather took a title. And what was that title? Eze. Mbaji. He was reckoned, it was reckoned that his young band could extend from here to the gates. And so he was celebrated. He was respected. He worshipped idols. Around my place, there are certain deities that are common. For instance, Ogugu. My dad's immediate younger brother was the priest of Abu. You know, one of the terrible spirits and deities in Igbo land, Abu. Praise God that today I am standing here, third generation person from that family, preaching the gospel of Jesus. Born an Anglican, good Anglican boy, Taught the rights and religions of the faith as Anglicans. But mommy, do you know? I didn't know Jesus. Attended Anglican nursery school. In those days it is called Ntakara. You know, Anglican primary school. Anglican secondary school. Yet, mom, I was hearing about Jesus. But I didn't know him. Why? He was being celebrated in church without thought, without explained. And so we followed a ceremonial Jesus. A Jesus that makes you come to church at least every Sunday. And so we are in church. But we are not in Christ. So this common faith, this com- I remember one of the experiences I had as I came to faith. One day the Holy Spirit was moving in a meeting and people were falling down. Right, left, and center. Do you know why? Jesus born in Jesus. That is religion. Unfortunately, there are still many who are in that. So you cannot contend for this faith until you come into it. And the only way to come into it is to accept that you are a sinner. To accept that Jesus died on the cross for you. And to yield your life. Open your heart. Open your life. And ask him to come in to be your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. 
apart from Namad Wukochuku, being a priest, being a clergyman, I've been in this faith for almost 50 years. And so when I talk about Jesus, when I talk about contending for the faith, brethren, I think I have an idea about what I am talking about. And the Lord helped us as we grow in the things of the Lord. All the major revivals that came into Nigeria after the civil war, we were part of it. That common salvation, that faith that I am in, that faith you are in, unless you are in, you cannot contend for this faith. Hallelujah. And so the question is, are you in the faith? Are you in the faith? And this faith was once delivered because the Lord Jesus Christ suffered once, died for us, gave his life as an oblation once for all. God cannot afford that the cross be repeated. And so the Lord Jesus died once and for all. And in contending for this faith, in contending for this faith, we need to be grounded properly. And in contending for it, it has to be done endlessly. I want to dwell just for one minute on that. Soldiers don't fight well unless they are well trained. When you become a Christian, one of the things that has happened to you is that God has recruited you. Hallelujah. And that is one mentality that many of us are finding it hard to imbibe. My sister, when you believe in Jesus, part of what happened that day was that you have been recruited. Recruited to be what? Recruited to be a soldier. Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus came that you and I may have life and have it more abundantly. But Satan has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He comes like a roaring lion, seeking whom to devour. The scripture says, resist him in the faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you are recruited, when you become a Christian, you don't just become a soldier. There are other things you become at once. One, you become a disciple. You are going to see, we are going to see as we proceed, how each of these has to do with contending. Hallelujah. And as we proceed, ask yourself, have you believed? And if you have believed, are you just enjoying the Christianity of prosperity, the Christianity of health and wealth, but you are not fighting. You are not contending for anything. You are not concerned about anything. Life is just going on. You are enjoying the religious side of Christianity. Yes, you are not only recruited to be a soldier, my brother. You are also recruited to be a witness. And who is a witness? A witness is somebody who tells of what he has seen. Hallelujah. It was John who said, the things we are writing about is not just things we have seen. We are talking about things we have touched. We are talking about things we have experienced. So a Christian has been recruited to be a witness. My brother, my sister, when last did you tell somebody about Jesus? If you don't know what to say, when last did you tell somebody the story of how you believed? If you do not know what else to say, somebody will say, I can't preach. I'm not a preacher. But each and every one of us that is alive is meant to be a storyteller. Hallelujah. You see, one thing you discover in all the cultures and peoples of the world, they enjoy story. True or false? And so learn as a Christian, if you do not know what to preach, tell others about what Jesus has done in your life. When you are doing that, you may not appreciate that as you are doing that, a battle is going on. Somebody is wrestling with the story you are sharing. 
Hallelujah. Not only as a witness, when you believe, you are recruited to be a steward. My brother, you are recruited to be a steward. Who is a steward? A steward is somebody that has been given something belonging to another to superintend over. In such a way that at the end, he will give an account. Hallelujah. So as a child of God, God has given you your life. The resources with which God has blessed you, he has given you. You are going to give an account. He has given it to you as a steward. Because every dimension of Christianity is a battle, the enemy will do work very hard to ensure you are not being a disciple, you are not being a steward, you are not being a witness. Because he knows when you are doing that, there is a battle going on in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. And when you come to faith, the other recruitment, God recruits you to become an ambassador. Hallelujah. Who is an ambassador? An ambassador is somebody who is representing his kingdom in another kingdom. The Bible says that our citizenship is where? And here we are ambassadors. We are supposed to be represent the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of time, let me rush on. Let me mention one, just one more. Then I will get into what I call satanic modus operandi. When you become a Christian, you have become a pilgrim. You have become a pilgrim. Who is a pilgrim? A pilgrim is somebody who is here for the time being, passing by. His focus is on the kingdom. As the scripture will say, that Abraham was focused on that city whose builder and maker is God. When as a child of God you are living as a pilgrim, you will not be easily distracted by the things happening around you. Hallelujah. And this life, this life, this Christianity we are talking about, that Jude is counseling us to contend for, is actually a warfare. And if you miss all the things I'm trying to say this morning, the purpose of this sharing this morning is that you may believe more than ever. And having believed to contend, to fight, there are battles to do. We are in a warfare. And in wars, there are many battles. In Christianity, there are many battles. And just quickly to mention, because I may not have time to come back to it. The believers in Nigeria, my brother, one of, thank God, one of the battles we need to do is the battle for Nigeria. I wish I had time. The devil has his program for Nigeria. And whatever you see happening presently, the devil is working out his purposes. But do you know, over this land called Nigeria, the devil shall not have the last laugh. Oh, it is guaranteed. Whether it is APC, whether it is PDP, whether it is labor, all of them are the same ten and ten pence. My brother, you know, right now, they are winning. You will waste money, do election. Billions, trillions. Then they sit with their cohorts, write the one they want to write. And announce to us by force. <clears throat> Part of what they are doing is that they are multiplying their trouble. Because he who say in mama no go sleep. Now go sleep. Let us have faith enough to keep trusting God for Nigeria. Where God has given us grace to contend for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are so many areas of contending. But let me quickly mention. The enemy we are dealing with. That is why Jude used the right word contending. It's a fight. 
It's a fight. The devil works in four major ways. Four major. There could be more, but four major. Number one, the devil works in subtlety. And so the battle we are talking about is not just always violent. Sometimes you need this. Hallelujah. I don't have time. Example is what you find in Genesis 3. When he came to Eve, he did what psychologists call auto-suggestion. Auto-suggestion. A kind of suggestion that comes to you. My wife was not going to be sharing about popcorn. She gave you the Obama cup popcorn. You think of this, you think of this, you think of that. And under that pressure, you can make mistakes. Satan fights. Satan works in subtlety. Number two. Satan works as a strong man. Who is a strong man? Orinike. The Lord Jesus says, can you spoil the goods of a, you know, a strong man unless you first bind him? And so the Lord Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven. In the contention that Luke talked, uh, Jude talked about, there will be times to fight. Many years ago, I think I've shared the story here once. It was a Sunday. And we had a holy communion. It was a very busy time. I, that day I was spent after serving holy communion. Normally, I like Sunday rice. Hallelujah. Especially if it is with Ofaku. Hallelujah. Jesus. And so just as I came in, suddenly one of my members rushed and said, Ah, Daddy, please, 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 please. And I was so tired. He said, Please, they are taking one of my sisters from Portaco to Mbise to one ministry, to one native doctor. Please, I pleaded with them. To please bring them to come and see you. One man told me, as you tire so, now you go enter deliverance, as you come tire so. Then the Lord spoke to me. It's not about you. It's about me. Just rely on me. So I said to them, okay, bring her. And so they brought her. She sat outside at the car porch. I've removed my cassock, but I was still wearing my clerical shirt and my short. So I came out. I looked at her. She, she turned her face. I never talk anything, no. I can't shave small, they come. I don't know in Enugu dialect what you people call ntaku. Hmm? Is it mumbling taku? Is it mumbling on tamu? Uh-huh. As I came nearer, her eyes started rolling and she started shouting. You want me to go? Do you know how I came in here? Do you know how I came in here? I haven't said anything. Hallelujah. The Bible says the Lord has given Jesus a name that is above every other name. That at his name, Every neighbor's named in heaven, named on earth, and named under. And before I rush on, there are three levels at which the Lord Jesus obtained his victory. He conquered in the heavenlies, he conquered on earth, and he conquered under in hell. That is why in heaven, on earth, and in hell, no name can stand his name. No power can stand his power. If you stand in that name, every knee shall bow. I hadn't said anything to this young woman. Young lady with three children. And as she was talking, I was coming nearer. Hallelujah. Brethren, it is important to successfully contend for this faith to appreciate who you are in Christ. 
Oh, I can't be coming and demons will stay. It can't be. If you know who you are in Jesus Christ, as you are coming, will be ready for battle. Hallelujah. And it is not a battle that we will know the winner at the end. It is a battle in which the winner is already known. Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus did not just conquer. He did not just prevail. But he called you and I to enforce his victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We live in a time when in the church, because so many of these things are not taught, Christians are afraid of demons. Christians are ruled by fear. And so as I step forward, as in the shout, ma, <laughs> me, I never start my own shout. And as I drew nearer, I was looking at the lady, eyeball to eyeball. And I brought my hand. She removed her head and jumped up from the seat. You not ask me how I entered. And as she was speaking, the Lord told me marine spirits in their numbers. Hallelujah. I don't do deliverance that you will keep me asleep. You will keep me awake through the night. No, I know they do that type. I know they do that time. It is the devil wasting your time. Then I started shouting. I said, Go in, you will go. Go in is now. Hallelujah. And I started shouting. And I, in the shout her own before. Sorry, the demons were shouting their own before. Now it is my turn to shout. And this time, my shout is the shout of power. The shout of authority. We are talking about contending for the faith. You see, the enemy is at work. The enemy is interested in you. The enemy is interested in your family. The enemy is interested in your work. He's interested in your business. He's interested in your profession. If you don't learn how to contend for the faith, beginning from your own home. Well, to cut the long story short, as my shout continued, she just sprang out from the seat and jumped outside and I followed her. And I was insisting that the demons must go. And they were arguing that they would not go, that I, had, that I should first find out why they came. I say, today is not the day of argument. Today is for you to go. Hallelujah. As I kept shouting at the demons at the name of Jesus, suddenly the lady started twisting like a cone. I don't know those of you who are not old enough may not know cone. Okoso. And the speed you, look, you needed to see. And just as that was happening, the power of God just lifted her up. Many feet high. By an Allah. That was it. My Sunday rise. Hallelujah. <laughs> the devil is interested in everything. And when we talk about contending for the faith, the enemy is interested in everything. Therefore, we need to contend with him in everything. Everywhere. Hallelujah. And many times the devil will come in diverse manners will come in diverse manners. So what have I been saying? That contending for the faith is war. And one thing the enemy would like to do is turn you into that Christian natural sobu. They do my own. No, Satan, no, they do like that. He's interested in everything. Satan is interested in you. From the very day you were born, he developed a program for you. From the very day your first son was, your first daughter was born, he developed a program for them. And he's following it. 
I remember many years ago, our first son. As the young man was going, we know the things the Lord ministered to us concerning him, which we had fastened upon him by prophetic declaration. At a point, she will, he will be sick. Do hospital. Do this one. He will be sick. We went for the last one in one hospital in Abba in those days. And they took some liquid from the spinal cord. That was the first time I saw the liquid coming from there. It's pure clean. Cleaner than water. I say, well, that is by the way. After that, two days after, the matter continued. Then one morning, uh, the Lord ministered to me. This one is not about hospital. This one is you and Satan. I said, eh? Let me quickly say, many people talk about Satan being the enemy of God. Lie, lie. Satan is too small. Too small to be the enemy of God. Do you know who Satan's enemy is, my brother? You, me, you, you. And Satan will contend for every ground the Lord has given you. Satan knows he can't fight God. It's not possible. It's not po- Remember when he tried to mess up in heaven? God sent how many angels? One. Which tells you that actually Satan is a side matter. But psychologically, Satan has done a lot of propaganda and psychology, psychological warfare that in our hearts, Satan. So the Lord told me, this one is you and Satan. If you allow the boy to die, it's you. And I say, God, you mean it? Okay. So before I left for work that morning, I called my wife. I said, hello, ne. see this boy. All those drugs that was given in the hospital, over. I said, don't give her, don't give him even Zipanadol in those who are spraying, whatever. Then I shouted. I said, Satan, kill this boy, let me see. Siam, kill, no model, kill him, let me see. By the time I came in about six, the boy was downstairs playing football. Hallelujah. Contend for this faith. Fight for it. Fight for it. That's what God, if you have become a Christian, you have been recruited to be is. Don't run away from it. Don't let the enemy deceive you that you are doing your own Christianity, JJ. You are not serious. But part of the problem is that today's church is not being sufficiently taught. We are going after the Jesus who saves us and keeps blessing us. Christianity has been turned into a bless me club. God is very busy laboring and blessing you. That is not Christianity. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Then every other thing shall be added unto you. I'm running for time. I think talking about Satan's modus operandi, I've mentioned how many? Two. Okay, let me mention the next two. Then I rush on. Each time, well, you see, Satan works As a regent prince, I will kawashiate. A regent prince, a regent prince, P R I N C E. A regent prince is somebody who is in charge, in authority over an estate for the time being. Until Hallelujah. And that's why the Lord Jesus Christ will say, call Satan the prince of this world. 
And when he was tempting Satan, I mean tempting the Lord Jesus in the wilderness, he showed him the glories of the world. He asked him, look, look at the people you want to go and die for. Are they worth it? Oh God, Jesus, let's settle this matter. Just worship me and I will hand over to you. He says, because, because these things have been handed over to me. Hallelujah. Interestingly, the Lord Jesus Christ didn't say, shut up, Satan, you don't know what you're talking about. Satan says, this world and its glory has been handed over to me. And I'm going to give it to whosoever I will. Satan can bless you. Bless in quotes. One man said that he has been praying and praying. I've been praying and praying. No, we're not chine kaza hunguangwa. Oure kwenzu bruzo zayesumea. I hope there is nobody here like that. And because Satan is a regent prince, he's in charge. If you want money, he just tells you what to do, and you get the money. If you want power, he knows. He tells you where to go, what to do. And note, each of those strategic blessings of Satan, none happens without blood. That is why when you follow him, you cannot escape murder in one way or the other. And so Satan is a regent prince. But if you understand as a child of God, that your father God owns everything. You will appreciate that Satan is a pretender. When he comes to what is yours, you withstand him. You say, oh, oh God, Satan, you know, go walk. This is... One of the things we do during deliverance, especially for families, for communities, it is very legalistic. For instance, if somebody buys a land and pays for it, and the thing is properly documented. And any intruder wants to come there. The first proof the person needs to present is the proof of title. Hallelujah. It is like that in spiritual things. If you're a child of God, whatever God has given you is sealed in his name and sealed in his blood. Satan contending with it, you can resist him. Because you have the legal title, even spiritually speaking. You have the legal title. Hallelujah. The fourth one. Then I'll rush on to begin to conclude. Satan works as an angel of light. Angel of light. How was the prophets and prophetesses? He changed the channel, they are signposts. He had run a gashi, who ministry. And he rebah, and I put Jesus, now kweba, now wegu. But the person who is in charge is Satan. What you're seeing is a facade. And that is why when you go to such places, there is no emphasis on the cross. No emphasis. On the fact that the Lord Jesus died on the cross. And shed it. There is no emphasis on that. But they can talk about money. They can talk about blessings. Ah, the other time they said BBC released a documentary on TB Joshua. <laughs> and the shocking and surprising things that it was that time that many Christians started expressing surprise. Eh? <laughs> if you have the Spirit of God at work in you, mommy you wouldn't have needed a BBC to tell you what T.B. Joshua was doing. To the eyes of the believer that is discerning, the very first time I listened to T.B. Joshua, I said, Kai, the man was a very powerful witch and was bewitching the nations. Why? He is one of those churches that Satan presented as an angel of light. Because if Satan will always wear black and black to come to you with long tail, you will know that it is Satan, Abby. 
But do you know, today Satan has gone to the mall to the, and changed his wardrobe. He dresses for the occasion. If Satan wants to come to this chapel, he will dress well. I want her to say like. Come, come to the wife. And so when he comes, before you say, let us pray, that's Satan for you. And Satan has infiltrated many churches. I hope chapel of his resurrection is not one. I don't think so. He has men. That is why in many Anglican churches, before a benediction, bishop and all Ask any average priest in the Anglican church who has served with all his heart. One bishop told one of my friends, You are disturbing my church. Bishop. 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 Bishop Ndimbansi, all of them are under my control. So, because me born again again, how you put to Haju, Hano Hano. In one of the churches, cathedrals, you dare not. The bishop stop preaching. I mean, speaking in tongues there. Stop shouting Hallelujah. Stop shouting praise the Lord. I like God. And so one God in what the Anglicans will call what the Anglicans call a statutory worship. worship Bishop sweat. You know. Anaga. Anaga. So at the midst of the service. The Holy Ghost came. I don't sometimes the Holy Spirit came and landed on one lady. One of the uh, ushers. The lady Akoma. Barakasa Basabarokorokosha. The bishop I said the pastor's warden. You are dead. You don't know your work. The pastor's warden are dagara with you word. God bequashi the woman aka called the man. Hallelujah. If the believers in that cathedral were not sure of what they were, they were because of the threats of the bishop, they will stop coming. Half for no her church, half for no her church. No, I got my half for Rogia. I got my half for the church. No. Because we are called to contend for the faith. No matter what style with which the enemy comes, be ready, be ready to contend with them. Hallelujah. Okay, the last major thing I will say. If we are called to battle, if we are called to be soldiers, if we are called not just to contend for the faith, but to earnestly contend for it, we need equipping. We need training. We need to be sufficiently schooled. I will mention about three, four things. The most important equipping you need as a child of God, to be able to contend for this faith is the Spirit. The Spirit. The true Spirit of God. I remember many years ago, we were trying to do deliverance over a young man from the University of Ibado. And as we were, we surrounded him and we were praying, praying. After some time, the young man started speaking in tongues. But if you are a child of God and discerning, if you have the spirit of God, you will know that that tongue was fake. And it was sounding something like, Tako, tako, kuto, kuto, kukuka. No, just like that. <laughs> if you don't understand, you say, ah, e deliver, You know, tongue is the language of angels. And you have both fallen angels. And the real angels. So, don't be carried away in a madokogani. Chop to the source of the ire. 
And that's why we need in the church the spirit of discernment. And so, one critical equipping you need to be able to contend for this faith is the spirit of God. Oh, I wish I had time. The spirit of God. See what happened on the day of Pentecost. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, it says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, suddenly there was a mighty rushing wind. Hallelujah. And it entered the house where about 120 of them were. And the Bible says, it then separated into tongues of fire and rested upon each and every one of them. It rested upon Peter. It rested upon John. It rested upon Mary, the mother of Jesus. It rested upon Joanna's wife. It rested on all of them, including John Mark, who at that time was about 18 years. And they started speaking in other tongues, the scripture says, as the Spirit gave them utterance. That Spirit is the Spirit of power. That Spirit is the anointing of God. That spirit is the unction of God. You don't need to be an apostle to have it. You don't need to be an evangelist to have it. All you need to have it is that you have believed in the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And when the spirit comes into your life, you will know. Oh, one of the things that happened to me when I came to faith, God delivered me from one spirit and filled me with another spirit. He delivered me from the spirit of Anglicanism and churchianity. Suddenly I saw that something was leaving me from my toe to my knee to my waist up and lifted up. And I became light as a feather. What left me? The spirit of religion, the spirit of churchianity, the spirit of how we do it, the spirit of that and the spirit of that. And as that left I had rejected the Holy Spirit somewhere in 1973. And suddenly, I saw that spirit that I rejected in 1973. Just somewhere, those cars are parked. It was coming like a mighty wind like this. Coming like a mighty wind headed for me. As soon as it got to me overhead, it descended upon me. God would take one spirit away. And put upon you another spirit. That spirit marks his seal upon your life. That spirit marks his power upon your life. That spirit marks his unction upon you. And when that spirit comes into you, you will know. And unless that is the case with you, you cannot contend. Oh, you cannot do this fight. It's a spiritual battle. You cannot. The next thing that you need. Is the word and the word. I will call The word with capital W. That means the word, the scripture, the word of God. The written word. But this written word is letter. And the Lord Jesus says, the letter kills. But the word will bring life. What is this other word? The word that you receive, capital, sorry, small w. That word that you have internalized. You are so loaded with it that when situations come, you confront them with that word by speaking it. Because with your heart you believe unto righteousness, but with your mouth you speak unto salvation. And salvation is a big word which actually means Redemption included. Deliverance included. Victory included. Conquest over all the works of the enemy included. Hallelujah. And the other one is the name of Jesus. Oh, when you are truly a child of God, the power of the word of God will be real in your life. Jesus will not just be another name. When that name sounds, is full of power. Is full of power, is full of unction, and it can work in every department of life. It can work in every battle. It can work even when you are quarreling with people. I remember many years ago. 
My time is up. But permit me to finish. I was teaching at Federal Government College in Loring. I was a science teacher. I was teaching from Form 1, Form 1, Form 3, and I was teaching Upper 6 and Lower 6 in those days. And I was attached somewhere when I resumed. And they told me that there were no accommodations available for me. Little did I know that there was one, two-bedroom flat that they were reserving for an Indian to come. So when I discovered it, Mabawa, hallelujah. Everybody came to speak to me and say, Nalai, Nalai, you don't do this. So, when the principal, one Mr. Nico, eventually became very good friends, he became a mentor for me when I was working in the federal civil service, then he sent somebody to come and call me. My friend, do you know what I said? I said, I know they go. Now we have about righteous indignation. They make you not do like that, Abek. Do you know when they went and told the principal that Chike refused to come? Do you know what he did? He sent Dickin Thomas, the vice president, who is not just a Baptist minister, a clearly committed born again Christian. Uh, this man shall be said so. So when Deacon Thomas came to me, he said, My brother, I beseech you by that name, Jesus. Kai! All the bones in me. I said, This principle shall be sense. He knew who to send, who will come in that name that heaven cannot ignore. That the nations cannot resist. Hallelujah. And so my brethren, as we pray, I need to stop. If you leave me, I can talk for another two hours. But I need to stop. We are going to pray two prayers. Are you a Christian? Are you afraid to contend for the faith? Look, let me tell you, you cannot be strong spiritually until you come to the point when you can put your two feet on the ground and contend for the faith. Contend for every territory. Because every territory that you have placed your feet, the Lord has given you. We are going to pray two prayers. Are you here? In the midst of all this, you are yet to know the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Let's bow our heads as we pray. Let's bow our heads as we pray. Ah, you may have been a member of this chapel for a very long time. But do you know Jesus as Lord and Savior? And if you know him, have you been living for him? Or you are even here, you've been hearing it, but you've not taken it seriously. The Bible says, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly appear? I want to encourage you. And I want us to pray together. For the first time, you really want to commit your life to the Lord Jesus. Could you lift your right hand up quickly, quickly? Could you please? God bless you. Yes, any other. God bless you. Even if the children are lifting up their hands, don't worry. Leave them. Any other. You really want to give the Lord Jesus a new room in your life. Any other. Any other. As many as are raising their hand, could you stand? I want to pray. Just say after me, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word. I am receiving you. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Give me the grace. Just be saying after me. Give me the grace. From this day forward. To become your own. To live for you. Thank you Lord Jesus. For I have received grace. I have received authority. To be your own. From this day forward. I am born again. 
I am born again. I am born again. I am committing myself to following you. You are my Savior. You are my Lord. You are my Master. You are my King. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for hearing me and for receiving me. I pray for you. Mighty and eternal God, thank you for these, your children that are standing to receive you for the first time in their lives. Mighty God, forgive their sins. Mighty God, remove their names from the devil's books of death. Transfer their name into the Lamb's book of life. Let the power of God, that power, that authority, with which one becomes a child of God, rest upon you. Rest upon you. Rest upon you. May the Lord grant you an assurance, an assurance that you are his own. Thank you, Father God, for these ones. For no man can come to the Son unless the Father draws him. Thank you for drawing these ones. Blessed be your name, Father God, in Jesus' name. Unless you become you cannot contend. Even when you become, you need to enlist. I want us all to stand together. Let's stand together and take this confessional prayer after me. Let's stand together. God bless you. Let's stand together. Let's take this confessional prayer after me. If you don't mind, could you lift your hand to the Lord? Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word is powerful. Thank you because in saving me, you have recruited me. Lord, for, the first, for, the, for another time, I am rededicating my life as a soldier. Open my eyes. Open my heart. Remove fear from me. Anoint me with your spirit that from this day forward, I will live in the consciousness of a soldier. In the consciousness of a witness. In the consciousness of a disciple. In the consciousness of an ambassador. To contend for this faith. That have been delivered to me. And my brothers. Thank you Lord Jesus. I receive grace. I receive strength. I receive unction. I receive your anointing. I receive your empowering. So to do. So to live. To live in victory. To live conquering. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus.